featuring your favorite folks from across the quiltiverse. I'm Amanda of Broadcloth Studio, and I'm joined by Wendy, the weekend quilter, hey. and our special guest, Michelle of Quilts Made with Love. Hi. Now, before we jump into all our quilty and long arm quilty fun today, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Michelle? Well, first, thanks for having me on the podcast. Welcome. So, <laughs> My name is Michelle Ramsey with Quilts Made with Love. I am from South Florida, but currently I live in Berea, Kentucky, which is in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. And uh, I am a long arm quilter. I help people finish their quilts through quilting and binding services. Oh, that must be a beautiful part of the country. It is. <laughs> absolutely is. Uh, so to kick things off, um, could you tell us a little bit more about your Instagram handle and what's the story behind that? So quilts made with love. It, when I started quilting, of course, I made quilts for my family members, my kids, nieces and nephews. And while I was working on those quilts, I would pray for them. I would think, you know, hopes and dreams for their future and, and all that sweet and sappy stuff and um, really put love into the effort of making their quilts. And so as I started a small business out of my quilty habit, that kind of just was the first thing that I thought of. And it, it stuck. I liked it. It flowed off my tongue. Quilts made with love. So stuck with it. It's a good one. I feel like it encompasses so much of what a quilt is. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And really, we all put love into our quilts, um, blood, sweat and tears and love. There's a lot of time and effort that goes into putting a quilt together. And so I think everybody really puts in love in their quilts. Absolutely. Even from just the very beginning of like picking out the fabrics and, you know, the, having that thought of that person or the recipient um, right. behind that and what they would appreciate as well. It's yeah. Lots of love. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes more frustration. <laughs> we all yeah. have those quilts. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned that you started off by quilting for making quilts for friends and family. How did you transition into um, becoming a long arm quilter? So it started actually with t-shirt quilts. I made, uh, my mom had given me a box, the clearing out, you know, homestead, <laughs> given me my old stuff. And I said, okay, fine, I'll make a t-shirt quilt, see what the fuss is all about. And then as soon as I made one, I, it's not even finished, actually. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, God. No. <laughs> not even finished. But as soon as I made one, then everybody started asking. And, and first it was um, ants had asked me to make um, for, for their kids t-shirt quilts. And so I, I actually finished those. <laughs> and then... Um, yeah. And so then it just became this, this thing that I did. I made t-shirt quilts for people, but at the time I was piecing them and quilting them on my standard domestic machine. Oh, wow. So I was stippling, I mean, queen size quilts on my, oh my, my regular machine. And yeah. And so I, I said, okay, why don't I save up and get a long arm? That would kind of help this process be a little easier, especially on a large quilt. And so I did. I saved up and I got um, an APQS Ultimate 2, which was 
non-computerized uh, wooden table. I mean, it's it's a really oh. old machine, but that was what I could afford. <laughs> and it did great. I mean, I had that machine for three years, three or four years. Um, but yeah, so then once I upgraded, once I purchased a long arm, then I could add long arm quilting services to my um, yeah. to my list of things that I offer. And then I realized I kind of liked that better. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I over time phased out making t-shirt quilts and um, Christmas last year, um, I stopped taking them on. So, well, I finished those and then I'm no longer taking on t-shirt quilts going forward because I just love long arm quilting so much. And then a few years ago, I upgraded from that machine to a uh, Bernina. Oh, Oh, fancy. And did you, did you take classes or were you more like teaching yourself off like YouTube videos or how did that process of becoming a long arm quilter? Yeah, I, I took some classes at QuiltCon. Actually, I think okay. I took the QuiltCon classes before I had a long arm. I think I took my first oh. one before I even had a long arm. Um, I remember because I was, um, oh no, I think I had my old one. It was before I bought the new one. I was shopping around. It was really fun. When you go to QuiltCon or any of these shows, they've got all of the long arms there you could you could test out. And so it's a really good way to to figure out which one you want to get. But, um, but I had taken some classes at QuiltCon and then mostly just figured it out on my own. Um, there's tons of Facebook groups and YouTube videos and um, resources available. And I'm also a member of the Long Arm League, and that's been a, a super okay. um, a wonderful help to me in my business journey as well. Is there a specific, specific Facebook group or YouTube channel that you'd recommend for uh, people that are starting out or thinking of taking up long arm quilting? Yeah, there's a Facebook group. I think it's called Long Arm Quilting World. And that one is for all, yeah, it's a good name, uh, for any machine. And then, um, but each, each machine has their own Facebook group. Um, oh. And so, yeah, and, and multiple. I mean, so there's a Bernina long arm um, quilting group. And then there's one for Qmatic, uh, for the, the computerized system as well. And I, I just, it's been so helpful. And actually I have a, a story about that. So, um, a friend of mine, Krista stitched, uh, she's another long arm quilter. And I think I met her first in the young millennial quilter Facebook group. Um, are you guys in that? It's a really fun. Oh, I'm, an elder, I'm an elder millennial, so I don't oh. think I'd be in that. Definitely invited. It's really all ages. It's it's a it's a vibe. It's it's not a, like a narrow window. It's if you fit in with this. Vibe, it's a mindset. Then you're you can you can join. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I forget how I met her. But anyways, um, I was having an issue with my machine, and so I go into the Bernina long arm quilters Facebook group. And she had posted a two, like a video of how she fixed this like issue that she was having. And I like could have cried. I was just, <laughs> so, and I already knew her, but it just like solidified my love for her and for, um, you know, just this community that we have now that, you know, 10 years ago, you didn't have this kind of help, mm. this kind of resources. Knowledge to, share. Right, yeah. right. Right. And so anyways, join all the Facebook groups <laughs> and um, it'll it's it's just a really big help. I feel like I'm missing out on this whole different world, especially um, with long arm quilting. I, I didn't even know that there were these Facebook groups and especially like different Facebook groups for different 
machines yes. as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cause they're all, they're all very different. And mm. so fixing one thing on one of them might not help for this other one. You know, there's some things that apply to everybody, but uh, it is helpful for sure. Yeah. Very and does your, your Bernina, is that a compute? Does that allow for computerized? Yes. I don't even know what it's called. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Wait, so that is it a smart machine? <laughs> Wait, so Cubatic is a program for all our long arm or a majority of long arm quilting machines? Is it's, that right? it's the uh it's the hardware and software, I think, specifically to go with Bernina long arm. Oh, okay. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. So now that you've been a long arm quilting for a number of years, is there something that continues to surprise you about the process? Yes. And I'm, I'm constantly getting customers that are um, self-conscious about their quilt tops before they send them to me. And I'm just surprised that, that I'm, how many people will say, oh, you know, ignore the mistakes in it. Or, you know, I, I don't know. It's not, it's not perfect, but you know, and and I just want to tell them, like, your work is beautiful. It's amazing. It's special and unique. And whenever I get a package in the mail or somebody drops off a quilt, the first thing I do is just sit there and gasp at how <laughs> stunning this quilt top is. And then, you know, I bring my kids over and say, look at this, you know, and 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 there's there's no even thought of mistakes or oh those points didn't line up you know there's none of that (laughs) it's like it's I'm just so floored at how amazing these tops are and um and so you know I want to tell people don't 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 be embarrassed or you know don't don't worry you know we're we're, I'm not the quilt police you know we're we're just um I'm just quilting your your amazing works of art here I'm not you know there's there's nothing don't start with the oh you know it's it's not perfect and it's it's fine it's more than fine it's amazing so you're not keeping a burn book right (laughs) right (laughs) yeah I don't yeah I think I guess people will have that mentality because you know we're always you know sometimes every now and then you might get that odd comment on like Instagram or saying we're like it's not done properly like did you press this right and I think that's probably where that comes from and the whole quilt police thing too. Right. Which and I've been. You don't want to be friends with those people anyway. <laughs> yeah. True. You, so. you don't want them. In- <laughs> you don't need that energy in your life. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I've got a couple of quilt tops that like I am, I've been thinking about sending into a long arm quilter, but the only thing that's holding me back is my, oh, the seams, my pressing jobs oh. are such a mess. I was like, nobody deserves <laughs> Amanda, I, I need to suffer through quilting that. Amanda, just I teach think, myself a lesson. I think it can't get any worse than the first quilt that I sent to my long arm quilter. And at the time, I was teaching myself how to quilt, and my long arm quilter turned to me after she had given me the finished product. She's like, "Wendy, you need to press your seams." Because I gave it to her without any seams pressed <laughs> at all, because I didn't know that you're meant to press your seams. <laughs> Yeah. So that's where I learned to press to the dark side. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, so about pressing, 
As as a quilter, I do prefer when people press everything nice and flat, even if it's, you know, starch is even better. But <laughs> I, I think it's it's kind of, you know, what you give me, I I will give it back to you in in the condition that it was given to me, kind of a thing, right? So, you know, if if you are okay with not pressing, then I hope you're okay with the quilt coming back, not as perfect as it would be as if it was pressed. Does that make sense? I think it does. Make I sense. and so the way I look at it is, you know, if, if people are really picky, I, like I don't want someone to be mad at the work that I do if you know they didn't give it that care before they sent it to me. Does that is that yeah. is that weird? No, no, that totally makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. Do you have any like? tips or things that you wish people would know before they sent that in to make it a more successful uh, end result? Yeah, I think for sure, probably number one is to press it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and also because as you're pressing your quilt, it's, it's like your final QC, right? Your final, like Mm -hmm. once over to make sure that, um, you know, the big thing is you don't want holes in your quilt. So, so that is, um, that is the, I try not to, I'm not going to tell people nitpicky things that they need to do better. You know, if there's Mm -hmm. one seam, you know, sometimes when you sew and and the two pieces of fat, you don't get that full quarter inch on either side. Um, you know, I'm not going to nitpick small things because those don't matter. Big things are holes in your quilt. (laughs) So so when you press your quilt, it just gives you that once over just to make sure everything's good before you send it off. Um, (laughs) And so, yeah, I I would say that's the biggest thing you could do is is, um, press it. And so if you are not big into pressing, sometimes using a fun like spray, soak has has um mm-hmm. fun spray different scents um or you know get something non-scented even just water bef- you know helps to um make the, the quilt top lay nice and flat um but yeah just like wa- spray spray bottle you know as you're as you're pressing with an iron if you don't like scents a lot of people are sensitive to scents so they don't want to use starch or anything that has a smell and and i use if if i do have an issue i will use water and um and press and you know every now and then i do need to use starch um so yeah that that occasionally if there's fullness or or whatnot starching it sometimes helps to to reduce that um to make the the quilt flatter but yeah so it's it's really not the the end result is going to be beautiful either way. I will say that. Can I be honest with you, Michelle? I really hate pressing. <laughs> Go on. I really, really hate pressing. Like when the quilt top is like complete and it's so big because my ironing board is not big enough and I have to keep like shifting and yes. it around. Like yes. I'm just going to be honest with you. <laughs> Upper body workout. Yes. True. Yes. True that. It's, yeah. it's a pain. And sometimes, you know, it's easier to, in, in, you don't want to press after every seam, you know, you, it's easier to like, kind of like when you're chain piecing, you know, you do a lot mm-hmm. in a row and then you take them all and 
impress them, but then there's a ton of pressing to do at the end. <laughs> and so it's a pain, but it's, I think it's worth it, but. Yeah. Um, and what is your favorite part of the long arm process? Oh boy. Probably unrolling it at the end to get that full mm-hmm. effect. Because when you're quilting, you're only getting to see, you know, 20 inches or so of the quilt at a time. Mm-hmm. And then when you take, when you unpin it or, or you know, take it off the leaders and then unroll the whole thing, it's just so fun to see that full effect of the whole quilt top. And it, yeah, always brings a smile to my face. It's the same with me when I'm like unfolding a uh, package from my long arm quilter. It's, it's magic. Like, yeah. I know. And yeah. It's like, how do you guys do it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always amazed by like all these long arm quilters. <laughs> In addition to long arm quilting, you also teach folks how to quilt. Uh, what's your favorite topic to teach? Well, I've done, I've done two classes. One was a beginner's quilting class and one was a t-shirt quilting class. And I've done the t-shirt quilting class a number of times with the fabric shop here in Berea in our small town. And both were really fun. I felt like the the beginning class, it was just like a charm square quilt top. Oh, and I let people kind of pick out, you know, did they want to do a checkerboard or different patterns? Um, and I, I felt like the t-shirt quilt class was was actually easier to teach because a lot of those folks were making it as a gift. And so they were, you know, committed to getting it done. Whereas the, the beginning quilting class, it just kind of dragged on and on. <laughs> um, I, I don't, I don't teach a lot anymore, but, um, but yeah, it was always fun just to interact with people and to uh, connect with other quilters and, and to try to get more people into, into my hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And and t-shirt the t-shirt quilt class is actually pretty simple. So it there were people that would take that as their first class and it's kind of like yeah. a gateway drug into quilting. <laughs> <laughs> they would start there and then say, "Ooh, I really like this." And then go on to make other quilts. And are those classes normally um across multiple weeks or is it just like a one-day workshop? Multiple weeks. And, but it always seems like we always have to add more because people just need more time. Um, so, yeah, I haven't taught in a while. I should try to get back into it. It's really fun. So in a recent Instagram post, uh, you taught a fourth grader class about quilting. So what were some of the things that you shared in that class and what were sort of the reactions like? That was so much fun. A <laughs> private school up in Lexington, uh, about 45 minutes away from me, reached out and said they were doing this unit on on generational, you know, families and um, asked me to talk about quilting. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Um, and so I, I brought some quilts and I showed them just to, you know, the difference between pieced quilts and applique or hand quilting, machine quilting. Um, but I think what I really wanted to to teach them or to, to show them as part of the theme for their, for that unit that they were learning was that, you know, every quilt that you have in your house was made by someone or the handmade quilts, I should say, not the store-bought ones. But um, so if you see a quilt in your home, find out who made this and ask, you know, why did they make this? Who did they make it for? Was it for an occasion? Was it for, um, 
you know, a new baby or a wedding or, you know, and it's kind of a way to start a conversation about your family history and, or how, how this quilt came to be in your home. And, and that was, it was, it was really fun. They, the kids were, loved it. They were, they asked really good questions. Um, and I hope that some of them will go on to make quilts in the future. <laughs> Start them young. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So in addition to, um, your long arm business, do you actually, do you still have time to quilt for yourself? That's something I'm working on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't as much as I'd like to, but yeah. you know, I for spring break we went to Florida to see my parents, and I brought a, brought a project. I brought fabric and a pattern, and and sat down and I made. I have them right here. I made all these blocks, and they're Ooh. still sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't yet um, pieced them together, and that was spring break. Was what. April. And so I, I need to figure out, I, yeah, it's, it's like self-care, you know, I, I need, I, I do this for a living now. So I'm always prioritizing other people's stuff, but I need to figure out how to, how to get my stuff in there too, because this is why I started quilting you know, right. to make <laughs> things for my loved ones, for my friends and family and for myself. And so I need to figure out how to make that a priority. It's tough to balance. Yeah. Especially it when is. it becomes work, right? Like right. It's not. Right. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. I thought about, you know, evenings and weekends should be time for me to, to work on my stuff. But, you know, I've, I've got three kids, elementary age, and, um, you know, life just gets busy. And so I can't always, you know, I, I try to get five quilts done every week. So Monday morning, load up a quilt, try to get one done one Tuesday and, and that d- doesn't always work like that. So sometimes it's, it is the evenings when I'm getting that quilt and I might start it in the morning and then in the evening, once the kids have gone to bed, I go downstairs to finish it or on the weekends. Um, and now we're in summer. And so we've got all the fun summer things that we're doing. So yeah, it's fun to have a flexible job, but then it also means you could work anytime. And so that's, it's yeah. harder to set good boundaries. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. yeah, And it's so dangerous sometimes because you know you could just walk into your sewing room and just yeah. start work anytime. And once you're, once you're stuck in that, that zone, yes. you, you just can't stop. Yes. Yeah. Do you have any fun projects or goals for this year that you can share with us? Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm challenging myself to um, – I'm designing a, a quilt for Quilt Along and – I, it's, it's really stretching my skills and abilities. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, I'm doing that. And, um, let's see. Yeah. I think that's, that's the big one. That is certainly the big one. Is this the first, have you designed quilts before? I've, I've played around in EQ, um, Mm -hmm. with that quilt design software and I've, I've dabbled in it, but this will be the. The, the really first time for, for realsies. <laughs> now you're, you're trained as a, um, you have a degree in civil engineering. Do I you find do. your brain firing with a, while you're designing? Yes. Yes. I really like, uh, the math. I love quilt math. I know I'm one of those people. Oh, and <laughs> speaking Amanda's love language. And if you say yeah. that you love Excel, <laughs> you're in 
it's true. Yeah, there's just something about that um, when you can get it to to fit properly or to to match up or to, you know, it's just really satisfying. Um, It is time to move on to our rapid fire quilty questions. Are you ready, Michelle? Yes. Okay, Wendy, why don't you kick us off? All right. So what is your favorite time of day to quilt? Mid-morning. And where do you sew? My long arm is in the basement. And my domestic machine is in the back of our family room. And do you wear shoes while sewing? And if so, do you wear socks or no socks? No shoes. That's weird. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. Sorry, Mandy, you're on your own. I, don't so wear shoes. I do actually. I do have indoor shoes. I'm a slipper person. My feet are always cold. Oh, Even wow. as I'm sitting here sweating, my feet are like. Mm. <laughs> little icicles uh music netflix podcasts or the sounds of silence while sewing podcasts and audiobooks and do you have a current favorite that you're listening to oh i just finished lessons in chemistry which was a good good audiobook um yeah there's there's always another one there and you are um, used to be in a band. What instrument did you play? Oh, yeah. So I was in marching band in um, oh. <laughs> middle school, high school, and college. I marched in college. Hey. I played flute and piccolo. Ooh. That's so cool. And do you have a favorite snack while you're quilting? LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> what flavor? Yeah. What's, what's the flavor oh, du jour? Um, lemon lime. Oh, a classic. Yeah. <laughs> and do you have a favorite traditional block? Drunkard's Path. And what's your favorite color? Ooh, pink or blue. Don't make me choose. Don't, don't okay, make me okay. choose. <laughs> when it comes to quilt backs, solids or print fabrics? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, small scale print. And who's your favorite fabric designer? Jen Hewitt. And what's the last fabric you bought? Jen Hewitt. <laughs> <laughs> On brand. <laughs> what's your favorite quilt shop? Oh, this is another tricky one. Probably Fabric Bub. Christina does such a good job with her bundles. It's just everything she posts. I want to buy it. What is your current favorite pantograph? I just tried um, Baptist Diamonds for the first time and loving it. I want to put that on everything now. (laughs) Sounds really pretty. Uh, What's your turnaround time for long arm quilting projects? (sighs) Three to four weeks. And where are most of your um, long-arm quilting clients based? About half are, are local, within and local meaning within an hour of me here. Um, and about half are all over. Cool. Uh, what do you do with your batting scraps from squaring up quilts? Franken-batting. So I, I save them and will piece them together to for my own personal quilts or use them for wall hangings and small things. And what sewing notion couldn't you live without? There, there used to be these like Instagram quilt swaps. Mini, you would make a mini quilt for a stranger. You know, I don't know why that was the thing, but it was so fun. <laughs> Someone made me this. Um, it's a wrist pin cushion, and so as I'm oh, going, yeah, it's right here. That's right. This is a podcast, so you guys oh, won't be able to see You it. guys can see it. Oh, my God. It's that a rainbow. super cute. Yes. And so as I'm... And it's on a scrunchie. Yes. It's like... Oh, that is so adorable. <laughs> so I've had this for years now, and I oh like... Oh, my God. It stays That's right like... next to my machine, and I, I couldn't sew without That's it. That's so cute. Oh, my God. Super it's cute. like... Oh, my God. That is like the ultimate culture's like 
friendship bracelet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll post the picture so so that people can see it. But I feel like maybe we need to bring that back, but instead do uh wrist pin cushions. Yes, swap. Yes. yes, that would be awesome. I'm in. Oh my god. I'm in. That is so cute. I want one. Amanda, Anna, come on. <laughs> <laughs> pin, pin. Wendy, your birthday already happened. You're gonna have to wait a year. <laughs> Yeah, so that was a gift from from a swap. You would put extras in with your with your quilt, and so someone yeah. made that as an extra from the swap. So, so cute. So, what long arm machine do you sew on? I sew on a Bernina. And what's your favorite ruler size? Ooh, for homes for personal sewing, I have a six by twenty four that I use most, and I also have a smaller one too. I'm a minimalist when it comes to rulers, honestly. So Smart. I kind of have these two. Those are my go-tos. And what thread brand do you use? Quilting, I use Glide. And piecing, I use Aurifil. And what thread color do you like to use for long-arm quilting projects? Oh, boy. There's one. It's a. It's like an off-white called Bone. And it's chef's kiss. I use it probably <laughs> more than white or off or linen cream it's it's this color called bone it's just beautiful so I'm guessing you may have answered my next question but I'm going to ask it anyway so what's the most frequently requested color thread for long arm quilting projects you know most people just say neutral color and then they trust me to to make that call yeah it must be hard to pick a thread right yes it is pressing preference open to the dark side whatever works best that day it depends I will say it depends so pick one, Baptist fans, floral, or geometric pantographs? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> this is like picking between your children. <laughs> Why would you do that to me? Um, yeah, yeah. It's hard to say. It, de it depends. Yes, sorry. It depends. <laughs> uh, machine or hand bind? <sighs> No, uh, probably machine. I will say I was like machine. Yes. Pre-wash. Always, sometimes, never. <sighs> never. What's your favorite part of the quilting process? Oh, boy. When I'm, when I'm making my own personal quilts, sewing that last seam in that quilt top just feels so good. I mean, it's, it's kind of the same similar thing with like unrolling the quilt off the frame. But when, when, when you've pieced a quilt top and you get that last seam in and you lift it up and it's it's just the best feeling in the world so yeah and what's your least favorite part of the quilting process binding <laughs> <laughs> i have a quilt that i've been using now for a year it isn't it's not bad <laughs> oh no who is your quilty bff so probably krista i you know it's just fun having that relationship we met just online and then um we actually met in person at QuiltCon. that was really fun <laughs> and um and so yeah we just read each other on and 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 maybe it's more one way maybe I love her and she doesn't love me back I don't know but I'll have to we'll find her. out <laughs> <laughs> and then I also have um a, like a a group in the long arm league of kind of a business buddies and so we meet yep. every other week to chat business stuff oh, cool. and, oh, and, and that crew is also they count as my quilty bffs and who's your quilty crush 
Jen Hewitt? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would all. I would also add Latifa Safir. I love her her stuff mm. and and her um, keynote at QuiltCon this last year was was amazing. Um, and I will add um, Corinne Sovi. Her have you seen her patterns? They're mm. just all kinds of curves and you know graphic shapes and everything. And I, I love her patterns. And if I had all the time in the world, I would make every single one. And what is your favorite recent make? Um, favorite recent make. So all these pretty circle blocks that I made that I still need to piece into a quilt top, but yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but yes, I, I could piece curves and, and, um, Junkard's path blocks all day. So, um, those are always going to be my favorite. And how many quilts are in your work in progress pile now? See, works in progress insinuates that they're actually being worked on. <laughs> um, they, they have not been worked on in a very long time. Yeah, I probably five or ten. And we know that you collect National Parks and Monument Junior Ranger badges. What is your favorite one? <sighs> it's a tie. Everglades National Park is just amazing, um, but also the Ford at St. Augustine in Florida. We tend to, oh. when we're traveling, just find whatever's close by, and we're always going down to Florida because my parents still live there. Um, so yeah, St. Augustine was pretty cool. There's like a cannon and and everything that kids love. Yeah, sounds amazing. Do you have any other interests or hobbies? Yeah, so I've been. Getting into gardening for the last few years, which is fun, and it's always fun to to share plants and things that I'm growing, and I enjoy contra dancing and weightlifting. Now, before we wrap today up, we've got just a couple more questions, and first up are who are three accounts you think everyone should be following and why? Okay, so uh, thinking about quilting, my favorite step is is quilting, obviously. Um, I recognize that not everybody has a long arm. And so um, my friend Mary with Mary Go Round Quilts does a, a lot of amazing stuff um, on her domestic machine. And so I think she's a wonderful resource for people that finish their quilts that way. Inspiration, ideas, motivation. So Mary Go Round Quilts then um, for people that long arm but don't have a computer, um, Christina with um, such a pretty fabric, I think is her name. But she is just com like completely committed to doing amazing um, freehand long arm quilting without a computer. And yeah. her work is stunning. And it's been amazing to see her progress um, and her commitment to just doing a little bit every day. Um, uh, yeah, Christina, I think it's such a pretty fabric. And then I will also shout out, so a, a, a newbie long arm quilter that he's computerized and I love his work is um, Orlando Quiltisaurus. <gasps> yeah. Yes. You, you've worked with him, right? <laughs> Yes, Wendy, yeah. I recently worked with him and I'm going to send a quote to him next week. Yeah, he's shout out he's, to him. He's so lovely. Yeah, he's that's a name. That name just quilty stores. Yeah, yeah. So good. I want to know the story behind that. But yeah, um, yes, he's in the long arm league. He's got a Bernina. And so we've we've connected on that um, front. 
And I, I don't know how he also posts just really fun 80s memes. He's kind of just an 80s <laughs> kid. And so, you know, come for the quilting and stay for the, the 80s memes. But um, so, yeah, those are three. Before we sign off, do you have any fun projects in the horizon that you're able to share with our listeners? Um, so I'm big into goal setting. And one of my goals from previous years was to quilt for one of my favorite brands. And I got to recently. <gasps> and so um, just waiting until I can post it. So I don't know that I can say what brand it is and, and who, but... but- I'm just, I'm so excited about that. Um, you just never know when, when you write down your goals, you just, you know, it's, I don't know how you guys feel about, you know, manifesting your goals, but it's just, it's an amazing um, process to write something down and then to like see that dream realized. So absolutely. So on that note, we need to wrap today up and we hope that you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to contact any of us, we can most easily be found on our Instagram accounts. I'm at Broadclaw Studio. Wendy. I am the.weekendquilter. Anna, who couldn't join us today, is at Wax and Wayne Studio. And Michelle. At quilts underscore made with love. Or you can go to our podcast account at quilt.buzz or our website, quiltbuzzpodcast.com for our previous episodes and updates on upcoming guests. If you enjoyed today's show, we hope that you subscribe to the podcast and tell your quilty friends about us too. And if you have a moment to share what you loved by writing a review on your podcast provider of choice, it would make our day. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. 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 Bye.